Swamiji, do you believe that it's possible to achieve peace on earth? Well, in the present view of things, it doesn't look possible, but I believe it will be possible for several reasons. One is that we're coming into an age of higher consciousness. What we're seeing right now is definitely the answer would have to be no, it's not possible. But we can at least offer a uh, solution in the sense of examples of how people can live. I know when I was 15 years old, World War II was raging, and uh, I had the idea of starting ideal communities where people could live together in harmony. I was too young then. I got all my friends interested until they found out that I was serious, but I was serious. And finally, many, many years later, I was in my I think I was 41 when I began in Ananda, um, or 42, all right, 42. <laughs> um, anyway, <clears throat> Ananda has proved itself over the last 40, we're in our 44th year now, and we've proved ourselves to be a place of peace and harmony. This example, I think, will help many people to realize that you don't have to live competitively. You don't have to grab for yourself. You can share with others. Common sense, of course, is all on the side of peace. Yogananda put it this way. If you live in a village with, uh, uh, say, a thousand members, each person, if there's, a, if there's a cooperative spirit, will have 999 friends. If he lives in a competitive spirit, each one will have 999 enemies. You can get much more accomplished and feel much happier about it if you've got friends than enemies. You can relax, you don't have to be tense, you don't have to have your uh, sword by your side all the time, so to speak. And so the, um, the example, obviously, um, it can be done, we've done it. but. Is it likely and is it even possible? Not really. Not yet. Not now. People's consciousness is too based in selfish greed. By greed, I don't mean appetite greed, but avarice. People, each one thinking, what's in it for me? Like that Charlotte's Web movie where the rat keeps saying, what's in it for me, Charlotte? <laughs> and uh, so it, I've I've seen movies. I tried to watch a movie the other day that somebody sent me called uh, um, Margin Call. I couldn't watch it. I had two few minutes and it was quite enough for me. Everybody's so selfish. You can't tell people not to be selfish. You can't tell a world that is based on greed, don't be greedy. And they're not looking for examples against that because that's the way their habits are. That's the way they like to think. I think, in fact, that that generation will have to pass. There are some people on the planet today who want to live that way. Not only those who come to us, but many people. With this example, we can begin other communities. And uh, I think in time, these examples of communities will spread over the world. I suspect that the cities will become a thing of the past. Um, if the, well, there are over 
30,000 atomic weapons stockpiled right now. If uh, you drop an atom bomb, first of all, I don't think they're, the atom bombs will fall on Mount Jasta or Mont Blanc. I think they're much more likely to fall on New York, Los Angeles, London, Berlin, places like that. And if you find one bomb dropped, I don't think people will say, well, that was a nice thing, let's not do it again. Mm. I think it'll be, become endemic. I think that the greed that we are in right now has to have the consequence of world depression. I, I don't see any way out of it. The government now is much too large to be able to support itself on taxes. It supports itself on printing money, inflation. And they're going to print more and more. The government pays more to its own people than it does, than the private sector does by quite a lot, 15 times more. And uh, this is bound to result in depression. Depression usually is likely to end in war, and war is likely to end in a certain amount of destruction. I think that not only are um, people going to change anyway, because we live in a, a global concentration camp, let's face it. Every hundred years or so, people die. It's just that they don't all die at once, that it doesn't look quite so bad. But uh, they die of pain, they die in hospitals, they die in accidents. It's not, if you look at it that way, in the long run, nobody dies. We're, we're here, we've been here, we're as, we're as old as God because we're a part of God. And, uh, but Yogananda described God as eating people. <laughs> that is to say, in, in a certain way, um, we kill ourselves with the way we live. And it's in one way, people will grow up to a new world that they will be able to adjust to. That change will come. It'll take place gradually. It can also come violently and have a turnover of personnel, you might say, more quickly. So, no, I don't see a cheerful picture for the near future. But I think that it will come there will come a time when there will be a booming of peace and brother, brother on, this, on this planet. There's a new wave of understanding too, a new wave of uh, consciousness, higher consciousness. And I do think that the world will not continue this way. Swamiji, these communities that you've started, people live there peacefully but your communities have a basis in the teachings of Yogananda. I do think that a community needs to have some sort of spiritual basis because uh, without that, you have a body without a head. It's our higher ideals that need to guide our action. Otherwise, we fall into greed and all the human emotions, likes and dislikes, desires and so on and we've got two people desiring the same thing, then you have some sort of a struggle. I think that a spiritual basis needs to be there. It doesn't need to be the teachings of Yogananda. It can be the 
uh, any religion. But without religion, is it possible? Yes, I think so. I don't think that religion should be based on what you believe. It should be based more on how you live. If you are kind to people, you are being religious in a way. Um, you're seeing yourself in others. This is important. I think that uh, the Yogananda's, Yogananda's teachings are very important, but much more important is example. I hope that, for example, in the beginning at Ananda, there was lots of discord. We want to go this way, we want to go this way, that way, and so on. But over a time, I was able to get it all sort of going in the same direction. Once we had that single direction started, it became much easier to start new communities. Now we have nine communities in the world, and um, they're very harmonious communities. How? Oh, I think once the pattern is set, people come and see, is this what I want or don't want? In the beginning, they try to set that pattern, and each one wants to set it in his own way. I had to be firm in the beginning. There was one person I had to say to him, look, I did not start Ananda to turn it over to you. <laughs> and he just had to accept that. I had to be strong. But on the other hand, I tried to encourage people to um, join me in the right spirit of love and brotherhood and faith in God and so on. I think in the future, the fact that a few work and that they work in this way, any future communities, if they take our example, they don't have to take our beliefs, but I think it would help. Nonetheless, if they take our example, I think there's at least hope. So you would recommend that people have some sort of uh, philosophy that they share? I do, I do. It'll go, we used in the beginning, people would have their own ideas about diet. I don't know why, but it's the kitchen that creates more disharmony in a community than anything else. And uh, some people would say, oh, Krishna doesn't like onions. And I'd have to say, Yogananda did eat onions. And, <laughs> but we had to just, that's why I decided it's better to go according to one teaching, not several. If you, if you have people who are fundamentalist Christians and don't believe in reincarnation, well, out of respect, you're not going to fight about it. So in their presence, you have to remember, oh, I mustn't talk about reincarnation. It's nice to relax in your own living room. And so it's nice if you share the same basic beliefs and the same basic outlook on life. It seems that just by having these small communities, these cities of light, yeah. that eventually that example will be all I believe it will. I think that this, these communities are going to be seen as the most important develop on the de development on the planet today. I really believe it. They are the hope for the future. You can't expect it in the cities. You, you, there's, they're already infected by the disease of greed and competitiveness and rudeness. People tend to become quite rude when they live at close quarters. They found that the deer, when there are too many deer in a forest, there's, there's no harmony. And uh, deer are considered to be basically peaceful creatures. But with people, it's, it becomes an infestation of harmful emotions when people live too close together. You know, I wrote a book called The Time Tunnel, 
and it's about children traveling forward and backward in time. Somebody in India ordered 30 copies of it because he lives in an elite community. He says everybody's always fighting there. So he bought 30 copies of it to give to people to make them more harmonious. Now he's just ordered another 30. So I didn't expect that outcome from my little book of cosmic or time adventure, but the people are nice in that. And it's, it's natural to be nice if you once can understand that that's, if you're nice to people, they'll be nice to you. I can say with absolute certainty that this system does work. Basically, it works because it's not a system. It's a new state of consciousness. I think that the, the, finally it comes down to the leadership. When the leaders are serviceful and kind and helpful, other people begin to do that too. But I, I know it works. <laughs>